0: Mother
1: Welcome to the Party, pal.
2: Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Ralph Quattrucci. My name is Sean
3: Paul Murphy. I'm
4: Deborah Murphy.
3: I'm John Quattrucci. I'm Chris Coker. And I'm Drew Gould, and I oh. am excited to be back oh, and talk a- about Tenet with you guys.
0: Well, Tenet, <laughs> what oh, <no. laughs> the hell? Welcome is a back. a from the past.
2: Uh, Drew came back. Drew requested to be on the show. So we invite, you know, we let anybody, anybody that wants to be on the show, we let them on. That's how we roll. So this is good.
1: Uh, well, welcome Drew is back. Special.
2: Drew, yes. yep. Any any original Thanks, mother Sean. podcast or any ex-mother podcaster, always welcome back on. And, and Drew had a special request. He wanted to talk about the Oscars. So welcome, Drew. Yep.
3: Thanks, guys. Um, Good to see everybody. Nice
2: to see hey, you. Everyone. Before we get started, Drew, let's do a little uh, what'd you watch. And since you're our guest, why don't you start? I'm sure you have a few things you'd like to bring up that you have watched. <laughs>
3: Man, I mean, there's so there's so much stuff. I mean, do I talk about uh, the Reacher series? Do I ah! talk about Kimmy? Do I talk about the Prisoners of the Ghostland with Nicolas Cage? Um, well, actually, I'm going to talk about something that I... I was. if nobody else has an opinion, I want to get John's opinion. I saw a trailer for a movie I did not know existed, and when I saw what it was, I said, what is happening with Tom Hanks' makeup? But the trailer for Baz Luhrmann's new movie, Elvis. Yeah. I'm not an Elvis guy, so I don't know if it looks like a good telling of the story, but it looks like a spectacular Baz Luhrmann, crazy, fun movie. So hopefully it will also deliver to the purists.
5: What did you think, John? Um it's funny. Uh, I was very excited about this movie and, uh, his style is to update everything. And mm-hmm. that the, the trailer definitely had an updated vibe to it. Um, so I'm not sure where they're going to go. I don't think the kid looks anything like Elvis at all. And Tom Hanks's uh, accent he was doing. I, I, I didn't quite get that either. I'll probably still see it. Cause I'm a huge Elvis fan. And it's sure. really, I think the Kurt Russell movie was probably the best one, yeah, but, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure about this one. I, I when I, after I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know where this one's going. So. Is Hanks playing Elvis or playing his man? No, playing uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah, I was I was
3: distracted by a lot of what they have Tom Hanks doing in that trailer, between the makeup and the accent and the performance. But I mean, you know, it's hard to know from a trailer. It's definitely right. not one of those trailers that gives everything away, which is good because it's like three minutes long or something. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to talk about is a movie that I have meant, uh, been meaning to watch for a couple of years. It's called One Cut of the Dead. Um, It is on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's a Japanese, if I tell you it's a Japanese zombie movie, it's not really what it is. Because the first um, section of it is all one take. Um, It's a movie about people filming a zombie movie, and it turns out there are real zombies. And if that was the whole movie, you'd say, well, that's okay. It's not really great or anything, except that's only the first 40 minutes of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is this like really loopy, fun, sweet comedy about the joy of making movies and how far you go to make an independent movie. And there's a whole element of let's put on a show uh, that made me smile right through the credits. So it was not, it was not what I expected. And it was a little slow. Which is, uh, I think, something we could say about today's main movie as well. But, uh, I, I really dug it. I really dug it. If you're patient, it's worth a watch. If you love, if you just love making movies, the whole process of it and people that make it out of nothing, then I think, uh, you would enjoy one cut of the dead. There are two sequels that I have not seen and I'm not really interested in seeing, but I've been wanting to see this one from 2017 for a while. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Sean and Debbie, what do you got? Well, I will say that we watched in addition to the, tonight's movie, we watched uh, Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we also the
5: original watched, or the remake?
1: The, the remake. Re- the one nominated. The remake. You know, I won't say how I feel. They like, we'll talk about that later. We also watched um Don't Look Up. We also watched a Valerie Boys movie. And <laughs> it's funny because they're the boys, but they all they all look like they were fifty.
5: <laughs> or fifty-five yeah. years old. Hans Hall, <laughs> Leo Gorsi. Yeah,
1: it's like they should start calling him Grandpa. You know, it was just you know, it was just one of those. A stuff.
5: long way from Angels with Dirty Faces. It's a long way, you know, But it's just <laughs> funny. I I
1: know people who are really into that series, and I guess just because of the time they played when I was growing up in Baltimore, I never really watched them. But Debbie was in there. It was on TCM, I think, Saturday morning, and. She was watching it a bit, so I was watching it, and I'm like, my God, these guys are old. <laughs> you know. I mean, it still had whatever the charm of the series are. Listen, you, know, you watch you watch anything now
2: and you look back, like I just I just got into the Night Stalker. You know, I I found that on the
1: city.
2: Oh, All those guys look like like he was probably when he did that, probably thirty-six. I don't know how old he was, Darren no, McGavin. Oh, Darren McGavin? He's always looked old. Like Gene Hackman's look seventy forever, right? All these people look older than
5: Gavin was was in his 40s in that movie.
0: He
2: was? Everybody
1: looked older back then because they all wore suits.
2: Suits and hats and the hair. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Anything else?
1: That's it. Do you have anything you want to mention?
4: No, I I mostly worked.
1: Oh. You You
2: were
4: lifting? I'm lifting. I'm doing the heavy lifting. This (laughs) is
1: a commercial for her. If you're in Baltimore and you need to go somewhere, call Lift. You may get Debbie.
4: Nice. I
5: could be wrong, but Debbie, that's got reality show written all over it. I oh told her, God. I told her, put a camera in that car. It's no, just, you can't, just, she can't do that. But
4: we got to sign releases. Sign releases. Yeah. You can do
5: whatever you want. That would be so.
2: awesome. Oh all right, my Chris God. Coker. Chris Coker, what'd you want? I watch? would pay for that one. But what do you want to watch? Or what do you want um, to talk about?
0: Uh, yeah, I actually watched a film um, <clears throat> called Echo 1 and 2. It's on Criterion. It is directed by a guy, and I'm going to have to look down at this, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. He's the guy who directed Drive My Car, which I am desperate to get out and see. Uh, It's based on a short story by um, Haruki Murakami, who's a guy uh, I've enjoyed his novels. Um, I've read maybe two or three of them now. And uh, it's very, it's kind of this weird, slow-paced film. Uh, It's very kind of like quietly Japanese in that regard. Everybody's very reserved but it's basically about a young woman who falls in love with a guy and then he just splits. And when she moves to Tokyo from Osaka, she runs into a guy who looks almost exactly like him. And so there's this, there's this, and it's just about their relationship. And and then of course things go on and the old guy comes back and it's he's now like a, like a, like a model, like a star. And so it's, it's very, it's very, uh, you Know it's very reserved, it's very quiet, um, but it's, but it's good. Um, his first film was called Happy Hour, and I just haven't had the energy to tackle it because it's like got a four hour runtime. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! So I was like, uh, I'm gonna call that one, but um, like I said, Aiko one and two. And that's what Are you called. saying, Aiko, A I K O, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and are, why, why i mean are you into uh
5: is that a genre you're into that's i love you you, you it, like the japanese, japanese movies
0: i like japanese film and i love i love chinese film especially hong kong films i think there's a definite distinction between hong kong and mainland china films um but i've also recently really gotten into like movies from taiwan which have a whole different kind of vibe um Even like the old King Hu Wushu pictures. Anyway, I don't want to get off on it too much, but I like, sometimes I like them. I really do like films that are kind of quiet and kind of introspective. And that's what this is. And, but for some reason, it just kind of, it kept my attention, even though not a whole lot happens. Um, so I'm really interested to see Drive My Car to bring it back to the, to the Oscars. But I will say one other thing real quick. I've watched the first couple of episodes of Utopia. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. And it is, without a doubt, one of the more disturbing shows I've seen in a long time. It's, it's all about, like, manufactured diseases and uh, conspiracy theories. Oh. So there's this big opening bit where it says, this is, a, this is fake. This is not real. This has nothing to do with reality. Because it came out in 2020. It actually premiered in 2020. So if you haven't checked it out, it's disturbing. I found it very disturbing. Anyway. Wow. Are you, uh, John, are you a fan? Hold on, are you are you a
3: fan of Ozu?
0: You know, it's funny. Um Ozu's kind of a. a, a how, how do I? I've got a bit of a black hole with Ozu. I've heard of him. Oh, okay, I know who he is, but I haven't really gotten a chance to sit down and watch a lot of his films.
3: I ask because I get the vibe from Drive My Car, and now from what you said about this other movie, that it's kind of an heir to that naturalism, yeah. mm-hmm. that realism, that that very sort of, I guess gentle japanese yes kind of personal storytelling you know ralph just like audition yeah that was yeah. very gentle that one <laughs> well, I, i've been curious about that one i guess there's what 10 nominees and six or seven of them are on streaming And i would like that one to be available i would like yeah. to see that
5: one I'm I'm have to, at least <laughs> Trump's Trump's Trump's
3: right now, so. so ozu what sean
1: he didn't tell four-hour movies.
3: That is true. Yeah, that's you know, because I've seen he, a
1: number of his films. I thought they were very interesting.
3: That's because they drank a lot as they shot them. So you can't you can't shoot full days if you're blasted. You know, at the end of I, it, so. I
1: didn't know that it makes it more yeah. interesting. Yeah, you need a
3: nap. Yeah, they love sake, right? Right, Chris. All right, John.
5: Um, so I watched uh, Disney put another nail on the Star Wars coffin. Mm-hmm. So I watched uh, well, the, the book of Pope. I, I watched The Book of Boba Fett. I'm sorry. And I was really looking forward to it because I love The Mandalorian. And um, a, a, a show called The Book of Boba Fett, you know, is bad when the best episodes, the Boba Fett is not in two of the episodes. And they yep. were the best episodes because yep. they were setting up the third season of The Mandalorian.
0: Mm-hmm. And
5: uh, it's we talk about retcon all the time. They took a great character. From the Star Wars lore, and I don't know what the hell they did to to him. But who's the great it's character? Not, Boba Fett. Boba Fett was all a great I know character. about
2: Boba Fett is isn't he the one that in number three just fell off the
5: yeah the charlat pit? Isn't he okay? Whatever. It was a bounty hunter. But in the and all, all the other iterations in the books and the cartoons yeah. and all the stuff, it's great character, uh, badass, and they they just wrecked it. They wrecked the character, and, and you don't realize how bad it is till the Mandalorian comes along. And you're like, all you care about is the Mandalorian and you don't (laughs) care about Boba Fett at all. It was unbelievable. And uh, I don't think they'll make another one, but uh, it got got people really excited about the next Mandalorian. Mandalorian, Yeah. Yeah, So I was really really looking forward to it uh, and I was really, really disappointed. Now, the episodes with the Mandalorian were great. I loved them. But uh, it was just such a weird show for a lot of different reasons that I won't get into. But I was very, very disappointed.
3: You know, what's weird about it is that those Mandalorian episodes felt like they were setting up a spinoff. Yeah. Except the spinoff is a show that's already been on for two years. Exactly. And is really good and is reminding me. I mean, like I, that, I basically felt like I got a really fun jump ahead to season three. Well, I think I'm what happened was they
5: realized what garbage they had and said, I mean, let's set up season three of the Mandalorian. Let's make the best we can out of this. And I think that's what they ended up doing. I mean, you take the lead character out of the show for two full episodes. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. And then when it came back in the last one, I was like, I don't even want him here anymore. I just want them. And, and Baby Yoda's back too, which is, I love Baby Yoda. So anyway, my thing,
3: my thing with that show is that I was, I found myself asking questions like, why would you fly away and come back with the rancor when you have a ship with laser guns? And then I realized I don't care. (laughs) Exactly. I just didn't care. Uh,
2: Exactly. Exactly how I feel right now. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know you don't,
5: Ralph, because you don't like that genre. 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 Okay.
2: I guess I'm the only patriotic one here. I spent President's Day watching uh, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln.
1: Oh, Uh,
2: yeah. Oh, great movie. And I I have to say, that is a great movie. And Mm. uh, I'd seen it once before, but this time I actually – Maybe I didn't fall asleep through this one. I don't know. I just—I was much more affected by this one. Frankly, the fact that the Democrats were the evil bastards in this one, and the Republicans were all fighting for the Thirteenth Amendment, and just the way Daniel Day-Lewis just took—he's he, he,
5: like—he's like a chameleon. I, mean, I that just can't—I
2: just can't rave about that film enough. And Sally Field was too old to play Mary Todd, but did such a—Yeah, that
1: was job. my only drawback with it.
2: I know, but that's—but well, I like Sally Field so. Yeah, well, they were worried. You know, she begged to try out for that, and she got it because she did a test with uh, Daniel Day Lewis and just killed it. And um I, the movie, I really got into all the politics behind all the back door the dealing, backdoor, the guys yeah. who were trying to buy stuff and yeah. sell stuff, and James Spader playing that guy. It's just an amazing, and all the actors that are in it that weren't big actors at the time. You got Adam Driver in there. You just go through the list of everybody that's in that film uh all in makeup and stuff and looking Yeah. You know, Tommy Lee Jones is in there it's just a fabulous movie and
5: i'm really but that glad. that is an oscar that's an oscar winning performance that i uh, didn't he win the oscar for lincoln yeah he yeah. did and he yeah. should have okay it was incredible so that's a, that's a good tra- that's
2: a good transition so drew yeah um you wanted to talk about the oscars and specifically you want to talk about the power of the dog right Yes. Which we will do. We'll get into that. It's going to be a little spoiler heavy. We'll try to stay away from a some little? of the main. I know no, it's hard it's not to spo- talk about that. Yeah. But let's do a general discussion about how everybody feels about the Oscars at this point. You know, I mean, I, Sean's wearing his jacket. I'm wearing my jacket. The I think Sean used to have parties all the time on Oscar night. I
1: had Oscar parties until COVID for 22 years. Yeah. Not only did I have parties, that was sort of like my event. Um. For the last, uh, 15 years, I had screener parties for like every Sunday night for two months. I guess I shouldn't say that I won't say where I got the screeners, but you know, we'd have people coming over and watch the Oscar nominated screeners.
2: Yeah. When did they go to, when did they go to 10 movies for the best
1: picture? Year before last or last year? Uh, that, that started in like
3: years.
0: It yeah, started in, like, 2009 yeah, two two or something, and then yeah. they, no, it's they been haven't lot.
3: always had 10, but this year they went for a full Yeah,
0: because what it was was they made the change um, from 5 to 10, and then they did that for maybe one or two years, and then they decided they were like, look, we're not always going to do 10. So there was a couple of years where they had, like, 8 or 7. And then right. this year they, they I bounced it back that. and made it 10. Yeah. If you go back and you look at like Oscar best pictures over the last say decade, there's a few years where there's only like seven. Um, it, I, personally I can tell you when I stopped, re- I mean, I've always watched the Oscars. It's one of those things where I honestly feel like, um, I really am interested in what they have to say, even though I know they usually get it, not usually, but they often get it wrong. They and do. for me it was, and I'm not making this up when I saw that, um, I saw Goodfellas in the theater and it pretty much blew my mind as a, as an older teenager. And then, um, uh, dances with wolves one. Yeah. And, and while I enjoyed, like I liked dances with wolves yeah, at the time much more than I like it now. I was yeah. like, something's very, very wrong here. Yeah. Um, but all Forrest in all, Cump. it's like, Oh gosh. Yeah. For, that's of course.
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to blame COVID and streaming, I mean, partly it's streaming. Because, Sean, you're telling me you, you, you had streaming parties, right? So you didn't go see No, 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 no. Were,
1: we were watching DVDs.
2: Oh, I, I understand. But my point yeah. is you weren't going to the movie theater to see a lot of those. You were watching
1: them at home. Well, which is what- I, I tell you what. I would see practically all the Oscar novels. Okay, nominees. but not
2: everybody would do that. You were still streaming. I guess my point is has the streaming stuff going on direct-to-streaming, the quality of these films has gone down. Well, here's my
1: problem. You know, for me, I love the movies. I love going to the movies. Right. I love seeing a trailer a year before, reading about the film, seeing who's in it, and then waiting to see it on the big screen. And I don't. I'm not getting that with streaming. You know, to me, it's not an event. Even if I waited all year for the film, it's not. It's not an event if if I just turn on Netflix and it's there. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't. And I think my—I eh, don't think the films are getting better either. Um, it—you know, like this year it looks like the Independent Spirit Awards more than anything else. You get rid of um, West Side Story and Dune. You know, it just doesn't. It's not. And the shows have not been as entertaining either. You know, I'll give them a little bit of a COVID break, but compared to like Bob Hope and, you know. Um, What's his name, Johnny? Yeah, Carson. the whole
2: when Anne, what's her name, Hathaway, and uh, yeah,
1: James, you know,
2: but it's they, like uh, yeah, the Billy Crystal thing was great. Jimmy Kimmel was kind of funny. I don't know. I just don't have fuck the me. urge. I ha- I've lost the urge to watch him anyway. Forget COVID. I was losing my urge years ago.
1: Yeah, but you know, I still. That's respect what they
4: you. all say about you, Ralph.
2: That's right. Aww. Oh, boom! Check. I wish I had a drum thing. That was good.
1: Oh, you can add that in post. But here's here's my thing. Oh, I up. think. What the Oscars is ultimately reflecting is the lack, you know, is, you know, the the lower ratings, the lower ratings is cinemas standing in the entertainment universe, theaters and theatrical films. You know, I don't think they're as culturally relevant as they used to.
2: Be. Well, the truth is, when you can see everybody everywhere now, right, you're not just seeing these famous people at the movie theater. You're seeing them on That's television. That's a major now.
1: factor, too.
2: Yeah. You it's know, nothing. is on
1: Twitter and Instagram. You know, every time they go out to breakfast.
2: Yeah, they're everywhere. I mean, I I I really think that's probably part of it. Like, uh, do do we need another night? Even Seth Rogen came out and said, I don't want to go see car awards. Why would people want to come see awards that actors are getting if you're not an actor? Right. Why would you even go? And I think he's kind of right. And you're right. The oversaturation on social media and all this stuff. There's no more surprises. We know everything. And it's all so packaged and there's no surprises. So. I mean, that's how I feel. Now, there's a there's ten films. I don't know how many. I've seen four or five of these that that are on the list. Yeah, I actually yeah, saw West Side boring. Story in the movie theater because, as John knows, I was super excited for that film. Uh, I, I, warned you, scene. Scene. I warned you. I warned you. I know. You, really,
4: I'll tell you one example. I agree with all what you're saying, but there's one guy that stands out recently, and that's Ricky Gervais.
1: Yeah, but he did the Golden Globes.
2: Yeah, well, no, because he's and they canceled
4: I, the Golden I, Globes I, completely. I, I'm only saying my yeah. point. Sean, well, because is, he
2: thumbs his nose here. up supposedly at all the the hoopla, and, and he that, really know, but, did.
4: It was hilarious to watch yeah. him because everything that we're saying about the award shows, he's, he he summed it all up in his comical. Well, uh, but that,
2: but then again, that became part show. of his act at the thing, right? It became yeah. a package thing. Know, Rick, you know, he's going to do his thing, and you know, uh, but all right, let's talk about before we jump on. Uh the dog, uh power of the dog. Who saw what'd you see? I saw Nightmare Alley, I saw um Don't Look Up, I saw The Power of the Dog and Um uh I West Side the other Story. One. West Side Story, right. Four. Did you um, see Dune? I did not see Dune.
1: I um, saw four too. The only one I didn't see was West, of yours was West Side Story. Yeah. And um I saw Dune instead.
0: Yeah. So Sean and I saw the exact same four. Yeah.
3: And Drew, what
0: so, about Dune you? The theater, Drew? And
3: then the uh, other three I've seen three of them. I saw uh, Power of the Dog, which I had not watched before uh, I said I wanted to do it on the show because uh, any movie that gets that many nominations, I'm curious about. That doesn't mean it's any good, but I'm curious about it. Yeah. And I saw um, uh, Dune, which uh, has its um, positive... Uh, characteristics but i didn't love and i also saw don't look up and i remember when i saw the trailer for that uh it was pretty funny and i said well that that really looks like an adam mckay movie about something that isn't real and then it turned out it was an adam mckay movie about something that isn't real and it was more um it was more vice than the big short but um i I mean i i really do i want to see nightmare alley i really want to see licorice pizza yeah. Um, That's the one I am curious one. about West yeah. Side Story. Um King Richard I had the opportunity to watch that when it was I, on HBO Max for a month I never yeah. got around to it. Yeah, so. neither.
2: I actually think it's going to be between Licorice Pizza and The Power of the Dog. Uh, and I haven't seen Licorice Pizza but just the vibe I'm getting uh from that film and what people are saying about it it just and and Thomas Paul Anderson is an amazing director so I just I think it's going to be
3: down between So is PT <laughs> Anderson, yeah. Cuz
2: most people what is it? P.T. Anderson. P. But the other guy oh, is the other Anderson. Thomas did, Paul
3: uh, is the Alan Smithy of indie films, I guess. Right. And he, well, he who
2: did uh, the, um, what's that movie about the spaceship, the haunted spaceship? That's.
3: that's well, good. Paul W.S. Anderson. That's the one I'm talking about. Did Event Horizon. I'm, I'm not talking he's about him. He's yeah. good too. Village of
2: Ovid. He's fun. Bo- Boogie Nights director. That guy, as I'm saying. That's so oh, The other yeah. ones are more kind of, I haven't seen Coda, which is supposed to be pretty good. Belfast is supposed to be pretty good. So, but I did see Nightmare Alley, and I have to say, I couldn't wait to see that one. I was expecting to be blown away. And I figured the movie out within 25 30 minutes of that film what was going to happen. I had never seen the original, so I didn't know I didn't know anything about it. And I was ultimately disappointed by that. And as John knows, I was terribly disappointed by West Side Story, which I just couldn't wait to see the updating of that. I thought, "Now it's a beautifully done film. Spielberg can't not make a beautiful film." It just I was like what's the point?
1: It hadn't made no point. You know, that was my problem with that movie too.
2: Yeah, it's like I don't understand. I get the whole we're not going to use subtitles, but every actor that he had speaking Puerto Rican or uh he had some
3: he had some Spanish. The language
2: Spanish, is called Spanish. Spanish. Spanish, that's what I'm saying, no. but it was a Puerto Rican person speaking <laughs> Spanish. Um we haven't changed, Drew. This is the same show. Ignorance is bliss. Ugh. Um he didn't have an actor go What'd you just say? Say that in English, because I'm an Eng- You know, I'm from America. I don't want to hear that stuff. And they just say it again anyway. And I don't know. I just they're don't American, like, right? But I'm saying ignorant Americans, and it's just it was like he's trying to update it, be politically correct, and I think he kind of blew it. But um, having said that, let's talk about uh, uh, Drew Power of the Dog.
5: Can I tell you what movies I've seen, Ralph? No, I don't really know because I think you've my- seen two. How many have you seen? I've seen two. That's I, I um, what'd you for, what what'd you say. I saw Dune, okay. which I really liked, but doesn't deserve to be one of the 10 best pictures. Right. And I saw, I saw, I did want, it's not like I avoided Power of the Dog. I wanted to see it because I'm a huge Benedict Cumber Patch fan. fan. Um, so I watched it Why for the Why are we this, laughing most,
2: at that Is it Cumber Patch or Cumberbatch? Uh,
5: I Cumber, only laugh at you, Ralph. I only laugh at you.
2: It's Cumberbatch. It's
3: Benedict. Benedict.
5: Benedict. Benedict.
1: Benedict. Uh, I just gone B. I,
2: Doctor,
5: I probably Doctor I, I, I probably would not have uh, s- seeked out any of these movies to watch. They're not my cup of tea. Uh, West Side Story. If it came on TV, I'd probably watch it just to make fun of it. But I had no desire to see any of these movies other than the ones other than Dune and Power of the Dog.
2: I mean, that's part of with having ten. When you have five, I don't know. I just felt like five was a good number. It's like they picked the best. This is throwing some of these I, in that I don't know.
0: Honestly, guys, I think part of the thing is when they when they expanded it to 10, I think it was during that period of time. And don't get me wrong. It's continued on since they expanded it. But I think they were trying to drum up um, popular interest by nominating movies that were more popular culturally, you know, popular amongst a large group of people. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the 80s, I remember being a kid and starting to watch the Oscars. And I remember every year it felt like a movie like E.T., or aliens, or raiders. There was always like one popular film that got nominated, but never ever won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was right. like I feel like they just they just took that up another notch by saying, hey, because what happens is is you get these films that have been literally nominated for best picture, but are not nominated anywhere else. They're not nominated for writing awards. They're not nominated yeah. for directing or anything else except for maybe some weird like sound editing award or something like that. Yeah. Like remember when um that Neil Blomkamp movie about the aliens. It was really district nine. Thank you. District nine. I really enjoyed that. I think it was just nominated for best picture and you're like, but nothing else. Right. Sorry. That was my rant. I think they did it to try to be more popular, to get more people to put eyes on it. So people would care if, you know, something really popular was going to win or not. Um, But I, I, I agree with you. I think going past five has just turned it into like, I think sometimes that's why I think they, they cut it back and they said some years we're not going to do 10 because they were just like, couldn't find 10. Right. Couldn't find 10. But yeah. I think, I, mean, I think sometimes the, the nominations
3: are more interesting because of the way that the, the voting works. Anybody that's a member of the academy, which is what, like eight thousand nine thousand people at this point, anybody can vote to nominate best picture. But if you're a costume designer, you nominate who you think did the best costume design and same for all of the branches. So if you look at the three or five or however many nominees for, for sound design, you're looking at what all the rest of the sound designers in the Academy think is the best sound design, which is really interesting. And I certainly have watched movies and thought, well, I really like the sound, that sort of thing. But I mean, they, they know how those films got there. So at the end of the day, when um one of those wins the award, I mean, I'm curious, but, everybody votes on all the awards it, it, there are certain rules like if you haven't seen any of the foreign films and you can't watch you can't vote on them that sort of thing Same but with everybody yeah and the shorts and the documentary shorts and the animated shorts and all that stuff as well i mean i think i think the the the, there's a line drawn when all these things get nominated. And it's interesting to see, well, that one got nominated for Golden Globes and BAFTAs and SAG and DGA. And people play all these games that, well, if it was nominated for this, then it's probably, you know, 90% chance it's going to win that and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But it, it is it is essentially, you know, the industry congratulating itself. So I don't really care who wins as much as I'm just curious to see uh what they get excited about. Except that there are movies that I love that I feel like, well, if if Mad Max Fury Road won six Oscars, that might make somebody want to see it. And I think, uh, you know, it's exciting. Also, by the way, I haven't read it yet, but there's an oral history book of uh, the production of Mad Max Fury Road that came out today that I'm sure is great, but I think, I think it's really, it's really kind of. Let me cut in for a second. Den
5: Den of geek just did the top. Uh, ten sci-fi movies of the last fifteen years. Yeah, and number one was Fury Road. As it should be on every list. I thought you'd enjoy that. I I will check that out. Thank you yeah. for letting
3: me know. What was well, that? It, it was a movie that deserved. Oscar I know, but it's part of the problem movie.
2: that the Academy is made up of old people. And, and it's Mad not Max, made up
3: as, of as many. Not anymore. No, it's not not anymore. But they're people.
2: also handing off. People are like, I used to vote for the guy that I worked no, for. He no. would always hand me his Oscar votes. I I pick the ones no. that he wanted
3: um so i, I don't I think know it, i think it's uh it, is a deadline or hollywood reporter that has a series where they interview anonymous voters yeah and they ask them deadline. like what are you voting for and why and some of the stuff they say is just the dumbest shit it's really yeah. kind of crazy yeah. the things they come up with but it's it's interesting say? because it's just people at the end yeah. of the day yeah
4: it's just people and they'll say stuff oh, like, "Well, I
3: worked with that person seven years ago, and they thought they were nice." So, I'll right. I mean, that. that's so. You look
2: at the list, and you just uh, Paul. I, didn't I say Paul Thomas Anderson when I brought that guy's name up? What did I say? I said
3: Thomas Paul Anderson. Oh, no. oh I've reversed it. Oh, but okay. That's that's in the multiverse. That's a different <laughs> earth. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, let's jump on this. Let's talk about Power of the Dog. So, Drew, go ahead. Let's uh, t- talk about describing it. In
0: one, go ahead. One last little thing. Generally, I, I agree. You know what Drew was mentioning about deadline and stuff. It always drives me. I'm a huge fan of animation, right? I I think animation is so creative and it's so great. And all they ever do is they hand out that golden statue to whatever Disney film or Pixar film happened to come out that year. Yep. Um, and it's because all these people, they go, oh, well, you know, I saw that film. And don't get me wrong, Disney and Pixar, they both put out some great stuff. But it, it really, it really, it, it really chaps me in the end because I see stuff that's like amazing. And then like, and it's original, it's super creative and it's not just the same well-made product. Do you know what I mean? But again, We're is that, making... are they
2: generally voting on that? Or is that go to animators to vote on that? Or is that one of the general
3: animators Let's... to nominate? Right. And then everybody, okay. It's funny you say that because the, um, one of the movies that's nominated for animation this year, I haven't seen in Canto. I hear it's beautiful and I haven't seen a bunch of stuff, but there's one that my friend Yiftach, he goes by Mr. Levy. Uh, he said, you should watch the Mitchells versus the machines. Yes, and oh, I did, nice. and yeah. it was delightful—like really yeah, sweet good. and funny, and really well done. And the I was looking at all the movies that got nominated, and the only other ones that I watched, I think, were Mitchell's versus the Machines and uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is uh, a really crappy movie with a couple. of Thank you. Voices. Oh, it's just really disappointing. You know
5: what? I, I, I liked her though; she was great. I yeah, thought she was, she was very good.
3: She's yeah. very good
1: to me. It was like, other than the fact that it had bigger names. It was no better than a Lifetime movie, you know, on like the Lifetime network. It was just crap. It just scratched the surface. You know, I would have liked to have liked that movie, but, I, you know, it, there was no depth to it at all. It wasn't yeah. even interesting. I
3: mean, well, I think it, it had, had an agenda.
2: Wasn't it just her playing? Well,
3: no, I mean, it, it, the, I think it had an well, agenda, which is to say that she was this woman from the South who was a televangelist who was also a genuine advocate for for gay human rights. And that's true. And some of the stuff that she did is, is quite remarkable. So everything else that she did is okay, except it's not okay. And the movie really soft pedals stuff. Like they have a thing where they talk about that woman keeps calling. You mean Jessica Hahn, who mm-hmm. your husband and another guy raped and lied about, and all this, like none of that's in the movie. And I think that. Tammy Faye did remarkable things for gay rights and also was a repugnant liar who was a televangelist who took people's money for, you know, on a false basis. And the movie could have been a lot more interesting. Like if Aaron Sorkin wrote it, it'd probably be more interesting. Well, let's not go there because I think I'm
1: in the real minority because the film, there were a couple films I was really looking forward to this year, which I assume would be big Oscar films. And one was um, Becoming the Ricardos.
3: Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet.
1: And I oh. did not like it. I think I, I had so to force Debbie four times before she got through. I was,
4: it. I wanted, you're to used to that. So bad. You know, when you know this is going to be a great film, you just can't wait to see it. And then you see it and you go, what?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I
4: I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought the
1: problem was with the script. I thought, um,
4: it was the script.
1: Javier Bardem, I liked him. He could really sing. He did those Desi, you know, Desi Arnaz numbers really well. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, I like what they did in that, like they did in Lincoln. They took a piece of the life, not the whole life, not from right. birth to death. And I just, I like that sort of, I know they have to cram a lot in that week. I get
5: yeah. It. They compressed a lot of time. They have to. They did, did it in Lincoln too. They compressed but, like you know.
1: about um, five, six yeah. years. Yeah. And- All
5: right. Let's go. So speaking of power of the dog, power, so the power of the, of the dog. dog. Uh, as I said, I had
3: not seen it before. Um, uh, I said, let's watch it and I picked it because it got 12 nominations which is the most nominations of any movie this year and up among the most nominations ever for a movie. And sometimes these movies, you know, if it has a big groundswell, it will get nominated across all these categories. And if it ultimately turns out to have one best picture, it's not surprising that it also won six other things, uh, you know, whether it's costumes or cinematography or anything like that. So I watched it on Netflix. I didn't go to the theater. I haven't been to a movie theater in two years. And, um, I thought it was really quite remarkably good. It was also very slow. Yep. And it's a Jane Campion movie. And Jane Campion is the director of The Piano, uh, which did win Oscars. And it's a really extraordinary movie. And it feels like a Jane Campion movie. It also feels like a P.T. Anderson movie. There's some there will be blood vibe in there as well. But, uh, Jane Campion, um, her, her movies are always Absolutely gorgeous. They have amazing scores. I mean, every frame of picture, you know, is just it's extraordinary, these movies. Also, the two movies of hers that I liked the most were actually the piano and this one, and they both have pianos and full frontal male nudity. And that uh, piano was Harvey Keitel, and then this it's Benedict Cumberbatch. So I think, you know, she's got a formula. But I think that what was really exciting about this movie was that uh it was slow. And to me, it was worth the wait. Yeah. And I totally understand it if that's not how everybody, including some of you guys, feel about it. But what it did with that movie, and we'll talk about the details of it later, the, there's a certain setup where this is who's in the movie and this is who they are and this is what they do. And instead of it just being watch somebody evolve over the course of the script, which is fine in many movies and somebody changes but the, from the beginning to the end, you were like, wow, that is not what I thought was going on. I did not realize that that was what this character was motivated by and was thinking. And I, I found that really satisfying.
2: Ultimately Um, it's what made it very satisfying for me. So
3: go ahead, go ahead, Chris, jump in.
0: I was going to say, you know, one of the things I really loved about this film and I enjoyed it thoroughly. um, I'm, I'm totally fine with slow films. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a gene that I have, I guess. But um, one of the things I loved about it was the setting. I, I thought the setting of 1925, obviously out in Wyoming or wherever they were. Montana, yeah. Montana was brilliant. And what I mean by that is it is that period of time where the old West, as we think of it in our popular mentality or whatever, and the new world literally were colliding. Yep. Do you know what I mean? He, They live in this gorgeous mansion. I mean, it is beautiful. It's hardwood. Everything is polished. It's It's gorgeous. They're not living in some kind of rustic, Hut, you know, or log cabin, and they're barely making it. It is a beautiful place. You know, the the Benedict Cumberbatch person is, you know, like like the great line with David Carradine. You know, he says, "Does he yell at the cattle in Greek or in, you know, in right. in, in, in or Latin?" Right? Because he he was classically yeah, educated. Yell educated I
2: think. Yell, yep. I think.
0: Yeah. And but I love that idea. But 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 he still rides a horse. So many people out there still ride horses, and they come in and they. They do this and there's like this, it's when it's like that collision of time. Do you know what I mean? Where where truly ages are changing. And, um, and of course out West, you know, where, where civilization quite hadn't gotten there. Uh, I found the, I found the setting to be fascinating and Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Terrific. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed her in the picture as yeah,
2: well. I'm a little upset, bummed out that I didn't see it in a movie theater. Cause I think the New Zealand, you know, New Zealand was Montana and some yeah. of this, some of the, the, the oh, shots yeah. were just stunningly Absolutely beautiful. Great. Those landscapes um,
3: and those deep focus lenses were all right, just So let's gorgeous. let's.
2: I, I I I sense a little trepidation on the other side of the room here that some 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 people didn't like the film. We can get into some of the details and get into it, but just general observations. Sean and Debbie and John, what do you guys? Well, I may but, be wrong. Maybe uh, you guys did like it. I have no idea. I can't tell first. by your faces.
5: Let John go first. Um, it was a it was a weird movie for me. I, it's not that I didn't like it. But I, my wife and I watched it, and I kept saying something's going to happen. I don't know what, but something's going to happen. And I kept saying that over and over and <laughs> over. And I'm like – and, like, I turned to him and I go, I, I don't know if something's going to happen. Now the payoff is at the end, and then you realize the film's uh, really about developing a serial killer, which I found interesting. Spoiler um, alert.
1: Spoiler Spoiler but
5: If you look at the performances, this is one of those movies – the performances were were great. Uh, other than that, uh, Kristen Dunst's husband plays her husband in the sh- in the movie. Her real husband, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, he was okay. He was kind of nondescript. I didn't quite oh, get wow. him. I, had, oh, I wow. thought. Uh, I thought Benedict uh, Cumberpatch was great. I thought Kristen Dunst was great. The kid, I thought. I thought the kid was okay, but I found his performance, and maybe this was a conscious choice. I found it very one note the entire movie. Even even the payoff was a one note thing for me and and I did a little background on it, and what I found out was again spoilers i, I didn 't understand the payoff like did he really deserve that payoff and Then, when I did a little background in the book, uh, his character and all his buddies beat up kristen dunt 's husband, which forced him to become right. an alcoholic ended up dying which explained a little bit more of motivations that was not there in this movie now again one of the things that you guys already talked about that i always talk about when i see something in a movie i haven't seen before locale wise i love that And, and the landscape was just you all talked about it so i don't have to rave about it but that was the biggest thing for me i just i don't mind slow either but it was just like nothing is happening in this movie it seemed like a bunch of scenes strung together which Pays off at the end that's what it felt like, and it just for me, it just took too long to get there um i again, I did not not like it i just i don't, I'm not thinking about it as glowing as you guys are i just there was nothing going on for too long in this movie for me wow, you know amazing. when you start to wander in a movie, yeah i don't like that feeling yeah, I, I don't like that it. yeah and and, and it, it didn't keep my attention the whole time wow okay
1: that's that's fair, Sean and debbie well. First, I'm going to say the same thing everyone else has said. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful movie, you know, to look at. It's really wonderful. And um that's great. And I really like B.C. I'm not even going to Benedict or just Dr. Strange, as I like to call him. And um, <laughs> Steve, Sherlock. You know, it's funny. When I went into this film, when it came out, I read one or two reviews, which didn't give away too much but they're like, he's a character who has a secret, you know, and as soon as I saw him, I knew what the secret was. So I think those reviews even gave away too much, you know, and, but I thought he was great. I have subsequently read reviews that felt that he, that he wasn't good, but he, he was great. And I enjoyed watching him through the whole film. And the funny thing about the other guy, Jesse, is literally right before I watched that, I watched, what was it? Antlers a mm-hmm. Wendingo um, horror film mm-hmm. where he's the sheriff in it. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I watched it back to back. I'm like, is that the same guy that was just in that horror movie? He's married. <laughs> he's married to Kristen Dunst too, I think. Yeah. I think you know, so um, I really liked it. What wasn't working for me was the score. Oh, wow. Now, the score oh, really? was magnificent. Yeah. But the score was for a different kind of movie than I thought this movie was. The score was really ominous
2: Yeah,
1: and all. And I'm sitting there thinking Dang. I made my guess and I'm like, this is going to be Brokeback Mountain. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I'm like, why is the score so spooky? Why is the score so ominous? You know, because I did not expect the movie to go where it did. And I'm glad it went where it did because I think it justified its existence. But, you know, it was very slow, and Debbie loves slow movies, so she was I like, loving. I like the person.
4: quietness of it and the contemplativeness of it. And I really was disappointed in the the change of ca- the female character lead. I thought she was the lead, but she she was like uh, her character had no development. She had no um, arc, you know, she her her arc or whatever her reason for being there was diminished into some kind of nothingness, you know, there was no um, satisfaction there in her role as, and it, then her, her relationship with her son was very, you know, Hitchcockian, I would say, you know, they always do that. They always mix uh, the moms and the sons up in a strange way.
1: Hey, a boy's best friend is his mother. mother.
4: And, um, you know, that's uh that ex- explains a lot, but then this film did not um, answer any of the, you know, the questions that they were bringing up. So it's it's a weird kind of the first part. I love the first part of the film. I'd give it like a yippee ki yay. But the second part uh, is just totally what? Yeah, it it's
1: interesting because I would like to ask the people on the podcast. So we're going to have to definitely go to true spoilers at the end.
5: Yeah, because
1: I, I mean, after this film, you know, at first, you know, you look at textually and you say, oh, this is what set this up. This is what set this up. But there were some areas I was still confused and I went to read the reviews and all and the reviews were also coy. You have you to know, be. you can't. But they didn't I mean, I, I
2: heard the same reviews where they said he's got a backstory and it's all about and Jane Campion's. Themes are men and women, right? That's, I think, Mm -hmm. this is what I read. I'm not saying I know this, but it's about men's relationships with women and misogyny and basically, you know, men in the world and how they relate to the women in their world. I felt dread from the minute this movie started. Now, whether that's the music or what, that woman was being gaslit from the minute everybody in that film was being gaslit by by Cumberbatch's character, Phil. Okay.
3: Yeah, he's a bully.
2: He's a total bully. That scene in the little the 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 first scene in that where they're having dinner and he and the and the kids prancing around. We never know that kid's sexuality. We're assuming. We're making assumptions based on what he's doing. You know, the the little flowers that he made, that Cumberbatch sticks in the water, and the 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 crass joke he made, which forced the mother to cry, which sets up the whole thing. George is a sensitive guy wants to marry this woman whose husband committed suicide by the way right now based on the book yes. that's that's a backstory that would have helped this movie yeah a that's ton. some
1: backstory that might right? help
2: but i felt dread that scene the piano the dueling piano banjo scene that goes on in that house and the way everybody was gaslighting this woman that's why she had no she had no personality because she was being pushed down the whole time even her husband who loved her is making her play the piano. And she keeps saying, I don't want to play the piano. I don't want to do this, but he has the governor in there. And he's trying to impress everybody. Nobody's listening to this woman. No, and, I, and-
4: I think, I think Ralph, what the, the, what I was thinking about that movie when she was, you know, he was trying to build her up and she was like diminishing herself. Yeah. Oh, I'm not good. And she was rushing through the piece. If she would have slowed down in her piano playing, yeah, he but remember
2: she's trying hard. to practice the piano, right?
4: But slow it down. You know but when she's you learn... no, but, but, but she's being but, yeah, bullied
3: while she's
2: practicing. She's practicing That's the, the piano and Phil comes in, picks up his guitar and starts dueling banjo against
4: her. I thought it was a uh, scene out of Deliverance actually. That's
2: the whole point. He was that trying to bully her. Point. I thought that was going to be a turning point that they're going to they're going to, you know, the music is going to be the thing that brings her. Uh, no. Phil was well, very at first, just I
4: thought maybe she had a thing for uh Comberbach.
2: No, Phil was jealous of the brother. Yeah. Phil was jealous right. of the brothers' relationship, so he's trying to destroy that from from
5: word go. Because it took away from their relationship. Because yes, exactly. he
4: wanted the brother to be close, right? Of like, course. So he was. And that
5: so- scene was the scene where she started drinking. Did you guys feel that
4: brother thing going on in the theme there?
5: Well, she started no, drinking. It was like
4: you guys? Was it like you two? No,
5: she yeah, started
2: drinking. No, of I, you. I wouldn't care. He get married all he wants. She. So she started awesome drinking movie. when her husband forced her to play the piano that night. That's yeah, he when the drank
5: the, the, that little girly drink, the orange drink that, with he orange made, that George made. Yeah. So
2: I, this was so I was feeling dread from the word go, and the music helped that. Whatever I didn't know. Now the surprise turn we'll talk about it was fantastic because my mind was going one other place. Yes, yeah, and I, I, and it flipped. Now there's signals through the whole film.
4: It's out. What did you think was going to? Well, happen? let's say let's
2: right. say we'll save that we'll save that for the spoiler, but. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's we'll do some more general. Then we'll say, okay, spoilers from now on because it's the only way to talk about it.
0: Uh, True. Anything else? I agree. Like for me, the sound. I like. I was expecting just the intensity of Cumberbatch's performance put together with the sound and the relative, you know, physical frailness of the boy and the mother compared to Cumberbatch, you know, we see him and he's rooting, he's literally rooting around in the mud, like an animal. And he's yeah. just, he's like pure, you know, physicality, but yet mixed with this kind of evil intellect. Um, I was completely expecting um, something terrible to happen. And it's funny. I think uh, maybe Drew, it was you that mentioned no country for old men. Um, I, I kept feeling like the entire movie was building toward a collision, uh, like in no Country for old men. And like I said, I don't think this is too spoilery, but like No Country for Old Men, where it it kind of robs you of that confrontation, this one, it takes such a strange turn that you're like you're left a little bit with whiplash because you're expecting one thing. And it truly did a good job of faking you out. I mean, when I get to the end of a film and I'm like, I that's not really where I expected this to go. Right. I'm Always so excited and surprised. Yeah, unlike uh, Midnight Alley, well. that
2: the Nightmare Alley, I knew within thirty five oh minutes gosh. what was going to happen. Yeah, and it the ruined moment. it. This one, yeah, I did moment. this one, and I'm not a Jane Camp. Jane Campion? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm not a big. I'm not. A, I didn't see the piano. I I don't see her films, yeah. but now I think I want to go see her films. Based oh, you on, like
4: the, the piano? That's yeah, great. based it on this,
2: gorgeous. yeah, who so
1: are it. the Campions?
2: Yeah, of <laughs> the world. So.
1: Uh, Can I, I say was, something about well, yeah. Nightmare Alley real yeah. quick? Yeah. Debbie Wait. was making a point and she hit on something while we were watching it. She she just didn't like the performances. And I think my problem, one of my problems with Nightmare Alley, other than the fact that it was nowhere near as good as the Tyrone Power film,
4: Tyrone Power, which wow. was
1: 90 minutes long. And this one is two, minute, two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. And it Oof. added nothing. But the problem, what, you know, I think Debbie touched, you know, when she mentioned it, what I I think I was I can articulate what I, I felt. In the Tyrone Power movie, these people were in a nineteen forties movie playing characters. But I felt in the new version, they were actors pretending they were in a nineteen forties film yeah, playing characters. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was like they were in love with what they were doing, being, hey, we're look at us. We're in a film noir, nineteen forties film noir film yeah. you know that's my impression I mean the film had other problems and, but to me and, that was an underlying problem and with, I um, really
4: love Bradley Cooper I mean he's he's great but in that film he was too old to play that role great yeah. cast lots great. of great actors yeah. in the but film. Yeah. he was acting as an old All right. acting as an old right. time
2: well that wasn't that. a very quick uh, thought let's get back to the power of the dog so let right. me, okay, I just, you know,
1: just want to say give my feelings on
3: that. Let me say let me say a couple of quick things. First of all, Debbie, you said uh, you like a slow movie, and the word that I wrote down while I was watching this was languid. Yeah, because it it was definitely slow, but it it built an atmosphere and a feel that I enjoyed. And you know, we talked about the music that scores by Johnny Greenwood, who was in Radiohead or is in Radiohead. He's a very interesting composer. I. Uh, did not love it. I thought some of it really worked in the piano. The score was done by Michael Nyman. And that is one of the all time greatest film soundtracks and listenable over and over just gorgeous stuff. So that's, that's part of Campion is putting all those pieces together. But it's funny. I mentioned there will be blood. I meant to say that I found out that um, Jesse Plemons role, who is this like milk toast kid pushed around by the main bully was originally supposed to be played by Paul Dano. Who was the milk toast pushed around by a bully? Yeah, and would, there will be blood. Yeah. So that, that that sort of helped me with the the PT Anderson connection. I also want to say Jesse Plemons is a really wonderful actor. He just is amazing in Friday Night Lights. He's so beautiful and warm and 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 real. And then in Breaking Bad, he's an absolutely terrifying Mef, all Mef time Dame. Nazi villain. <laughs> yeah, he's oh Mef my Dame. god. But you know, without getting into the spoilers yet, and then maybe this will lead us into the spoilers. Yeah. To me, this movie is about two things more than anything else. This movie is about shame, and this movie is about masculinity. Right. Yeah. It does look like Kirsten Dunst's character is more central. So I, I agree with Debbie that it's kind of like she just becomes this drunk. But she's the one who drives it. I, I had I didn't know this was a book. I have never read the book. The fact that in the book, um, the main character, the, the son, Kirsten Dunn's son, played by Cody Smith McPhee, is motivated to avenge his father. Uh, that's fine. I didn't feel that that was something missing from this because when you, by the time you get to the end of the movie, you realize what motivates him more than anything else is I'm going to protect my mom. Mm-hmm. And he spends the movie really upset with his mom and disappointed with his mom. And like, why are you drinking and all these things, but he's still going to protect her. Did he do something to protect her that maybe is too much? <laughs> I think you could make that argument, but that was his motivation. But the, um, the scene that's the most important in the movie that really switches when you realize, what am I watching? This is not what I thought I was watching. It's intimated the kind of relationship that, uh Phil Benedict Cumberbatch had with Bronco Henry he was a younger man and an older man and essentially Phil's uh, here's a spoiler. Phil is gay. He's a gay man in 1925. Right, let's just, Montana. we got it. Okay. We're done. We got a spoiler. Okay. All right. You can't, we all can't right, talk so about it. He's anymore. a gay man. Okay. He's a gay man in 1925 Montana. And so he's insecure about that. He's very unhappy. He's very confrontational. That's clear in that very early scene where he's calling the kid, a Nancy boy and making fun of his flowers. And they call him worse. And they whistle at him because the kid has a f- sort of feminine affect with the scene <clears throat> where uh the son Uh, goes to see his mom and, or goes to the camp out in the wilderness and Benedict Cumberbatch walks, watches him walk down past all those cowboys and they're all mocking him and whistling him. And that kid doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And that really gets Cumberbatch's attention because there's an insecure, miserable, confrontational masculinity and that's Cumberbatch to the point where he bullies someone that is just, I mean, why would you bully Kirsten Dunst? It's ridiculous she's she's not someone that's any kind of threat in any real way that you should destroy her. You should build your own relationship with your brother, be an adult. But Peter, the son, he is is confident and he doesn't care. And it's really very striking both to see that and to realize how strong this kid is and also to see Cumberbatch's reaction to it, which is to say, this girly kid, I think he might be gay and I might be able to be Bronco Henry to him the way that Bronco Henry was to me. And that was not where I thought the movie was going. I mean, it was, it was clear Benedict Cumberbatch had secrets. It wasn't like American Beauty where Chris Cooper shows up and he's like, I hate gay people. And you go, well, I mean, I guess you're gay. But the, the other part of that, that's important with this movie is about it's not a Western to me. It's set in the West and it's, it's decades after Deadwood and Billy the Kid and the last vestiges of that era, which we talked about. But the movie that it really reminded me of is my favorite Western in some ways, which is The Big Country. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That's no, with Charlton Heston no. and Gregory Peck. It's by William Wyler the year before he did Ben-Hur. Um, Burl Ives won an Oscar for playing um, one of the main characters in the movie. He's terrifying. Chuck Connors, the rifleman. Uh, is absolutely, for,
1: for a pick Western I hadn't seen.
3: Oh, you should see it. It's fantastic. It's beautiful, widescreen. But that whole movie ultimately is about the conflict between the masculinity of Charlton Heston, who's like a cowboy like Phil, and Gregory Peck, who's a perfectly secure boat captain from Baltimore, who moves out there to marry the daughter of a rancher. And the way that those two confront each other and what it means to be a man, there was a lot familiar in this movie uh as far as I mean, I, I, I like the big country better than most movies ever. So I think it's better than this movie. But the the way that it interrogates masculinity, again, not what I expected. It was like really, what am I watching? This is really quite surprising. Like Chris said, I got to the end and I go, I did not know I was gonna get here.
2: Well, really I mean, because it took that okay, so a couple of things. Yes, he was protecting his his mother. The kid was protecting his mother. There's there's that going on. That scene that, that I think there's there's a couple of scenes, but the one where Phil Uh, puts the skins up on the, on the, on the fence, but he makes those skins, but he's not gonna use them. The woman says he just, he puts, piles them up and puts them in a fire. And, and the reaction that when, when, when he comes back, when they come back and, and, and Kristen Dunce's character has given those skins to a roving band of, um, um, uh american Indian Indians or something in, in yeah who who she just gave them and they gave her all they gave her was a glove i think they just gave her a glove they gave her and, a
3: beautiful pair of gloves Yeah, a
2: pair of gloves and it was the most beautiful gift she got and when he has that reaction when he finds out that she um gave those away when phil found out and he had that freak out ah those are my you know i think that's where the i don't know if the kid had. obviously the plan had been been put in you know, we find that yeah, dead because he
1: um, he found a dead cow before right. What we
2: haven't said is the kid was a medical student. So he understands right. how people die. And there was – anthrax was a big deal in this movie. The cows, I guess, get anthrax. And if you get anthrax, obviously, you're done. And don't I, touch that cow. I, I right. thought it was going to – because they do that whole scene right before all this stuff goes down where he asks him, did you ever see Bronco Henry naked? Mm-hmm. Right. And they cut. They cut to the next morning. And everybody's going – Where's, uh, where's Phil? Where's Phil? He's supposed to be up. He's supposed to be up. Where is he? I think he's going to go up in the room, and he's going to find the two of them in bed together. Right. And that's going to cause this whole thing. And when it didn't do that, when it became that this is a little Dexter kid, and he's a good serial <laughs> killer because Phil was I'm kind of a Dexter bad guy, uh, I just was blown away. And then you start thinking back of everything that happened in the movie, and you go, oh, my God, this was set up from the beginning. And he was trying to save his mother. As right. much as he was disappointed by her, he couldn't stand seeing what this guy did to her. Drinking in the alley. You know, he's whistling while she's mm-hmm. finding bottles that she's buried everywhere. And and how he destroyed her. And that's what the kid was. That's what the whole reason for what he did. And he yeah, set him up. He knew that he was gay. He found those books in this little place that he used to go to. Yep. Now, whether it was a Bronco Henry's. And he used his... Brain and his, you know, like you're saying, walking past all those, by the way, young cowboys that Phil always had around him, right? Yep. And he would roll around in the mud because he didn't want to talk to anybody. He wanted people to stay distant from him. Like the governor and I, that whole scene when he comes into that dinner scene, his whole persona about, I'm a muddy, dirty guy. Just stay away from me. But they loved it. They thought, you know, he was a, you know, he was an icon over there. And this kid figured out how to get under his skin and he used, he used sexuality
3: to kill him. Right. Yeah. A- and we don't know. Amazing. We don't know if Peter is gay and it doesn't yeah. really. I have no idea. What he just, right. Yeah. What motivates Peter is I'm going to protect my mom. That's right. I don't know that it makes him a serial killer, but no. he's definitely. Unless
5: a
1: Here's a question. Now, obviously, you know, Peter uses um, Benedict's um, sexuality as a weapon to kill him to protect his mother. However, there was a scene before one of his last scenes with his mother.
2: Oh, you're going to get before into this. You, you're going to you're going to actually ask this question. Go ahead. I know where you're going with. Oh, what's the question? I think you wonder if they were going to sleep together. The, the
3: son. And the that's mother.
1: what it definitely seemed like. No, she was just. A, oh, I didn't
3: get that vibe at no, all. She
1: was. Oh, I just, definitely oh, got that
4: vibe. Oh, I definitely got that.
1: And, and Ralph, the fact that you're saying you're going to ask that question shows that at least it went through your mind.
2: Well, only because I had talked to you before and you had told me about no, this, I mean, and I, and it I tried
1: like, to put it down. Then I was it like, "It's like, like on, that English me. film. It was it English Tea and Sympathy, where the woman tries to save the person from being gay? You know, I think you know." I
2: didn't get that vibe one bit. I got it that he was feeling she was. He was disappointed that she was such a raging alcoholic, and that yeah, yeah I mean,
1: she and she was drunk. And all she's the like, time. "You don't." He's like, "No, no." She's like trying to grab. I was like, "No, no, you don't have to do that." What
2: she's looking for attention. Do do? She's just feeling that nobody loves her. Even okay. her husband's forcing her to you, play the what, piano.
4: What was that scene? What Sean hit on something real important, so small in the movie. So, what was he telling his mother this for? When he says, "Mom, you don't have to do that." What like what was she going to do? What do you think You mean
3: about doing? You mean about the drinking? No. Or what scene? No, there was she something with sh- him.
4: Yeah, her dress was kind of revealed. Now, the scene was, if you go back and watch it again, you'll see.
1: She's always provocative. You know, he's coming in and she's like hanging out of her dress. Oh,
2: my God. I didn't get any of that vibe at all. Watch it again.
0: I thought maybe
2: I thought what was going to happen was she was going to develop a relationship with Phil. Mm -hmm. That she was going to be the one to seduce Phil and try to get him that way. It was going to be
3: some um, Legends of the Fall action or something. Yeah,
2: something was going to happen that she was going to be participating <laughs> in. And I never, ever got the vibe that, that she was going to What about the there.
1: other guys? What other guys?
5: John. Oh, you know, oh,
1: these, oh, the, the guys here on the telecast? I'm sorry. I thought you meant the other cowboys.
5: <laughs> I mean, I did think when she, went, when she, cause when she was drunk and, and she's bringing him into the bedroom because she hadn't seen him for a while. That that, that kind of had a weird vibe to me. It was I, I a don't deny vibe. that. But I, I I just thought it was, you know, because she was off a rocker at that point. So I didn't really read much into it other than that. I, I don't know. The thing for me, uh, look, you know, he he kills the pet rabbit. And then the other rabbit that broke his leg. Uh, well, you're going to have to put the thing down. <laughs> okay, no problem. Snaps the neck, The blood all over the place. So you knew right away. And then when he when he took the skin off the diseased cow, because you know they foreshadowed that obviously, oh, yeah. and you're like, what? What's that for? And then when they, you know, they made a point of when he's washing his hands, yeah, uh, Benedict, it, they they got the camera in the water, and you see all the blood and everything. He's not washing as he's his walked. hands. He was treating hey, uh, the he was he's treating the rope. The, 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 the rope. Uh, the rope. Right. So you knew something was going on. But for what what I didn't quite get, and why when it was over. I said to Rosie, do do you realize what just happened here? Because it almost seemed to me that at one point, like especially when they were looking out at the mountains and the kids saw... The dog in the mountain. The dog in the mountain. All of a sudden that relationship with him changed and he really seemed like... it, It didn't seem like he was trying to be with him physically. I didn't get that vibe. But he got to the point where... He was, he was actually trying to help the kid, and and it seemed genuine to me. I mean, he was still – he wasn't nearly as big of a bully as he had been the entire movie, and he really seemed genuinely to care about the kid, not just in a sexual way. Because, right. like, that thing really impressed me. Because you see that? Nobody sees that. So when, when, see when the I ending happened, it. I was I like, what the hell? He seemed to be making a turn, and now – you did. You just did that to him. I, it really threw me off. That's that's why I I go. Did I just see what I just saw at the end yeah. of this movie? Because yeah. even in the reviews, the, the, the even the director says they left it a little bit ambiguous. Well, they really yeah. didn't. Oh, no, I
3: don't but, think so. No.
5: But yeah. you can sit there at the end and go, well, What did I just see? What just happened? Because leading up to that, things seem to have been gotten better. Well, where I thought what she what
2: what the director I think was doing that whole scene at the end where he's making the rope. Yeah, and that's when the kid starts asking about Bronco Henry. Like, right, and the, and the and he, way she's shooting and it, and the way they're twisting the rope, and and Cumberbatch keeps putting it against his his hip, and he's doing this whole thing. It's very provocative, very sexual. I thought, and the kid even said the last line he said is, "Did you see him naked?" And I just think she was playing with, she was playing, and he was playing with. Cumber- Cumberbatch was definitely grooming him to be his. Yes to be exactly. his
4: and here's the thing and,
2: yeah i mean uh, that's maybe. feeling I, I I, maybe that he's going to be the bronco henry to his film, maybe you know i that's
4: just why i like the film because and and now that we're talking about the in-depth of it i wish we had the director here we could ask oh yeah her let why. me give her a call can yeah. you sean can you call i'll her? reach out
3: on twitter yeah please do maybe linda opes knows her
4: But the thing is about this film, it was set up to be ambiguous. The whole film is set up to be questioning.
3: Until the end. I didn't think it was
4: ambiguous
2: at the the end. end. It was perfectly clear. He saved his mother. That scene where he looks out the window and she's hugging after the funeral and she's hugging George in that driveway. He saved his mother. And he takes the. Well, they repeated that scene. They
5: repeated the scene at the beginning of the movie when Benedict is walking down the street and it's shot through the window, and he's all cocky walking through. And then at the end, he's sick and he's going to the hospital, and it's the exact same shot. So it it was a complete circle on that. But again, I almost felt like, and I, I, I almost felt a tinge of sympathy for his character because I really felt like he was he was trying to do the. And again, I don't know, but, you know, we can speculate on what the motivation is. Okay, fine. But he really seemed to be making an effort to connect with this kid. So to see that happen, I I felt the twang of sympathy for the character. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe they just did that to this guy, including his stepfather's brother, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing.
1: I thought that, um, you know, although he was befriending the boy, and I think there was genuine – like a desire, it wasn't just sexual, but it was a desire to like make the boy's life better. But he was, that actually made him more hostile to the kid's mother.
5: Yes. Because he's like, that's you true. You can't
1: let your mother make a sissy out of him.
5: Right. You know, right. he
1: felt he had to. The, and the I mother the did not liked,
5: like
0: that relationship the more he liked at all. The
1: boy, The more he wanted to rescue the boy from the mother. Right.
0: Yeah, that's but I true. Also, I also think that what he wanted there was he wanted the boy for himself. He wanted george George is his name right no, he peter. wanted george for himself he Pete, wanted right. to separate george from his mother
3: yeah no oh, peter, peter. George, peter george, george, george george was the brother george yeah. was the
0: brother yeah my mistake guys he wanted george oh, too god damn to it yeah, it's he it's him, so he you're peter. right he did peter. he wanted um but he really wanted peter for himself and he sees the mother as this you know obstacle so he i don't think he was ever going to stop like till he drove her literally over. that's then that's peter yeah. saw
2: that and that's the whole point yeah he wasn't going to stop till she was dead and the peter, story could have
3: ended too with him killing her that's right and so yeah. peter stopped that that's peter right. did
2: not want that to happen
0: and yeah, exactly uh, and i mean i think that you know i just thought it was kind of nice because you get because it, it 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 puts it together you know you you do have peter's disgust with his own mother about the, what she's turned into with all the pressure and whatnot on her. And then you think to yourself, well maybe he is just going to go off with this guy and he's just going to cut her out of his life and let her waste away or whatever. But instead, he doesn't. Well that was, like
5: a- I said for me, the backstory for me helped me understand that more because if he blames this guy for killing his father, which he in the book he does, and then he sees his mother could be down the same path, then that makes more sense to me that kind of drastic approach at the end right. of the movie, more than just what was going on during the film, because a lot of it's speculation of what would happen. What would happen? He already lost his dad from this guy. He didn't want to lose his mother. How I got that did, a little. Okay,
4: how did Combrabach kill his father?
5: Well, what happened was him and his buddies beat the guy up in the book, and yeah. as a result of the bad beating, he started drinking, and his drinking led to him hanging himself.
4: Why did they beat him up?
5: Because that's what I mean. Look at the beginning of the movie. They, they, you. I was surprised no one got beaten up because they look like they're in town to just cause trouble. Yeah. yeah so Phil's whatever the a, reason was, he was Phil's a total a bully. He was a bully. Yeah. Yeah. The whole crew was. I mean, they were all bullies. Yeah, they're I making mean, they fun were, of that
2: kid from the word go. Right. And that kid. Right. That kid.
5: So I'm sure with 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 if if with the husband, they're not going to just bully him verbally. They're going to bully him, you know, physically, which is probably what happened. So it made me understand it a little bit more. But I don't know. I mean, again. It, I think <laughs> Cumberbatch, you know, you know, we don't know whether he was what
2: if he had found him in the bed? What would the mother have done if they go up in that room and they're sleeping together? I mean, she would have that would have been it.
5: She would have gotten George she, and George would have been very upset. She would
3: have. No, uh, she, she might have killed herself have, at that point. No, right. she would have just gone and had another drink.
5: Right. That's exactly. Solution was. exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So but I do want to say one
1: thing about this film. You know, I'm not as much afraid of spoilers and telling spoilers. Yeah. But I tell brave. you, my enjoyment of this film would have been totally ruined if I had known what was going to happen. Yes, you
2: cannot. Yes, yes. I agree with
1: that. This is this was definitely yeah. a film that oh. had to unwind at its own pace. Uh-huh. Yes, you know, and in its own way. You know, it's not. Well, no, because
5: it pays off the fact that this, it was such a slow movie and it took so long for anything to happen. It I really does pay off slow. at the end. I know, it, like, like, it, it was, was slow. I mean, lang- you can't say, it, you might enjoy it, it but was it was slow. Language, it was no, slow, language. slow's a negative. Language's language is a positive.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, slow's a negative. That means you were
3: bored. No, not necessarily, but well, no, that's how I take
4: quiet. it. I should say we should sit, call it a quiet film.
3: OK, oh, it's pretty quiet. You know, it also reminded me of another film that's um, now that I, when I say this, Kelly, my wife will watch this and go, well, now, Silence of the Lambs, like, if it's like that movie, I am not watching no. the power not of the silence Law. of
5: the lambs.
3: No, it's uh, the assassination of Jesse James. By oh, my God. Robert Ford. that. You talk Which about is, a language film. You brought oh, up a, a Brad Pitt movie. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's it's a, a language. It's languid, languid, a languid and it's glorious. It's gorgeous. It's,
2: fantastic. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, that's an amazing film. That's a good comparison.
0: That's because there's a lot, movie.
2: there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there's just a lot of badness in that film too.
3: Just, just under well, that the only got of... nominated for two Oscars for yeah. Brad Pitt. That's, and a, Roger good, that's a good, that's
2: a good callback. Now the movie. other thing about this one is now that you know, now that you know what happens, you watch it with a different eye, because now yeah. you really watch to see what the kid was doing throughout this. May, everything kind of obviously that's any film you do that once you go back and like like Usual Suspects too, you go
3: back, you go, oh that, um. But this yeah, one Bruce just, Willis was dead the whole time. Sorry, spoilers. I mean, it's, I knew um, that from the no. like.
2: That's one I didn't even go see that movie, and I said to someone, "The guy's dead. It's obvious. The guy's dead." It was uh, not a crying obvious game. in that movie. She's a guy. Yeah, somebody ruined that for me. So I had seen. Me I had too. One, I went yeah, and me, saw that yeah. after someone had
3: said to me, "The guy is a dick." She has a dick. yeah, me You're too. Like, oh, that was shit, not cool.
0: Look. It was David yeah, Letterman.
3: That was, that was
1: another film it, that
0: did David, David Letterman. told you the that there was really like. Cause here's the thing I was, I was at, I was at school in Salisbury, right. When that movie came out, when the crying game came out. Right. So obviously I, I, I was, I was doing everything I could to stay away from it. Yep. All this stuff. And then literally one night uh, I was watching David Letterman. And this is of course like two or three months after the film came out. Right. And he's like, he did his top 10 and he's like, it's like the crying game. It's a guy. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like Number eight on his top 10 for whatever. And I That's was like, not cool.
2: Oh. That is not cool. No, if I had known if I if I the film. ending of this one, it would have because I thought I thought it was going but in the But here's the, other the
4: direction. thing. The Titanic, we all know what happened.
2: That's different. <laughs> we watch Apollo it. thirteen. I still cry
3: when I watch Apollo thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, of course. They are it they it gonna the the come water. out of the are they gonna come out of the ionization
5: barrier? Right. Or are they gonna me Right.
2: So no. This one would be ruined if you knew that the kid was ultimately what he's going to do well
5: but here's
3: the thing though if you if you said i'm going to watch this movie and i know that uh benedict cumberbatch gets murdered i mean that is a spoiler that that's that's not you same. really don't know what that means yeah. or you don't know the master plan
5: that was in place right like, that's because why you when meet shot... his character and
3: you're like this guy is kind of a monster yeah. but it's not as simple as someone's gonna kill the monster and you have, know, you have you ever a seen a, to a
5: skinnier kid than that kid
4: he was very Cody smith thin. mcphee
5: is is uh that well you know was... him you skinny. know
3: him as uh as Nightcrawler from the X-Men movie.
5: Oh, he was in in uh which one? Dark
3: Phoenix. He's, he's in Dark Phoenix and um I think oh, First boy. Class, one of the, one of the wow. other Wow. was like, I mean, also, I, mean uh, I couldn't uh,
5: believe how skinny that kid was. He's also yeah, He was too skinny, skinny to, um, to me.
3: He's also Eat something,
5: skinny.
4: Sean used to be that skinny.
5: Yeah, and he's in I the changed. road with Vigal Sean road. when were you that skinny?
4: When he was a boy. Oh. We're talking like three. Wait
1: till my twenties.
5: We talking about three, Sean? How old were you? <laughs> 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 That's enough body shaming, Mister. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, he invited it, so. Um, well, yeah,
2: I, I just I thought everybody did very well in this film. I I think. Oh, I'm the performances. Go, I th- yeah.
5: like I said, the performance I thought were were great. I was
2: not disappointed in the least. I think I would have been disappointed if it went the other way because I was expecting it to go that way, and it's oh. you know I didn't want him to be groomed like that. I just didn't like yeah. that um yeah good and, and i like the way that i like the, the what the kid did i thought it was i just uh, he was protecting his mother as bad as she you know she but she was driven com, driven completely nuts yes yeah. that 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 piano that's a great scene the piano oh yeah scene. well plus he's the still...
5: husband was hardly ever there he was always away
2: yeah so driving she was his a little buggy you know his buggy it was dying. a little
5: weak the husband yeah
2: but that yes he, he was soft but but he but that's what she needed. She needed someone like him. She just didn't need the brother doing what the brother was doing. And George right. steps up to him at the end. George, you know, has his scene at the end in the barn there, where he confronts his brother, right before all this other stuff went down. So, and ultimately, they're gonna have a they're, they're hugging in the in the driveway. They're gonna have a good relationship. So,
3: well, there's one. I don't other, think she's ever gonna other. learn the
2: piano, but
3: yeah, well, she's gonna learn it enough. Maybe not good <laughs> enough for the governor, right? But enough. She was fine. There's one other angle we haven't talked about with this movie, which is the biblical angle, right? The power of the, the dog is a biblical quote the title. Yeah, yeah. It's from Psalm 22. Uh, and the line is, uh, deliver my soul from the sword my darling from the power of the dog. And Psalm 22 is one of the Davidic lamentations. It's, um, basically a whole bunch of requests for God to protect me from evil. And then when you get to the end, this is verse, I haven't pulled up 20, so it's about halfway through, but by the time you get to the end, it's a lot of thank you, God, you protected me but the the power of the dog is is a a threat that you only can be saved from by God essentially like that's the kind of danger and for Peter to look at that i mean he he explicitly reads the psalm at the end of the movie like there's no there's yeah. no oh, that's what the title means. I'm inferring that like he literally looks at that and he he took that power to protect his suffering mother into his own hands. Yep. And I mean that, and that, that specific Psalm, I mean, it's, it's, it's written by King David and then it's been reinterpreted as also something that is to do with, uh, with Christ protecting people. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a lot of other things that have been expanded and grown upon, but it's essentially about protect me from something that's overwhelming yep. and awful and that's what Peter did for his mom. That's what I mean, I don't think the movie's right or ambiguous. not that's what he did.
2: The movie's not ambiguous in the least. It might have got there ambiguously, no. trying yeah. to lead you down a path, but it was definitely yeah. not ambiguous about what was going on. And that's what I 100%. loved about it. And you and know, Drew, turned-
4: Drew, I love when you bring the Bible into discussion because I am always fascinated with the with the dog in the Bible because even the woman who you know, and what passage always confronts me when I'm reading, it's always mystifying to me as the passage about the dog. Let me just, you know,
1: be like a dog, dog
4: eating at the the scraps of the table. And that when you think about that, that's the most humblest thing somebody could say, Oh, just let me sit here under the table, like a dog and eat the scraps of the food from the people.
3: Well, it's interesting because I think in the in different parts of the of the the Torah of the Bible of different things, the dog means different things. It's not always bad, like in this, it's an example of a threat, but it is something primal. I cannot remember exactly where it's from, but there's a there's a, a after the five books of Moses, it might be in Joshua or something. But essentially, one of the the uh, Hebrew leaders has to pick an army of soldiers, and he is told take them to the river and watch how they drink. And some of them put the, put it in their hands and they drink it. And then some of them put their face right in the water, like a dog. And that's how they drink. And those, the ones that are like dogs, those are the soldiers that you want because it's a primal beastly water.
4: You got your ears or what?
3: Well, because you you went right for it with your whole face, your whole body. You are, you are an animal, you are an animal. And so right. And for Peter to protect his mother, from the animal. I mean, Phil is clearly a, a monster. He's a, he's a, there are reasons for it. We discovered that he's broken and sad. And it, 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 he is in a lot of ways a sad character, but he uh, is a real threat to Peter's mom. And Peter handles it. I'm telling you, the scene about the skins where he throws away the skins
2: with that throwaway line where she says he burns the skins. That yep. shows his, that shows who he is. He's yep. just doing it for show. It's all a show. Now, whether Bronco and Henry, the other guys
1: admire him. That's right. He's doing uh, he's it for great. them. They idolize him the way he his, idolizes brother idolizes his brother
2: idolizes him. Brother. The governor yes, idolizes him. The governor's wife. Everybody idolizes this guy.
3: Look in, in every in every high school movie. It's never just the football. There's never just the quarterback bullying the nerd. There's always three guys behind him yeah. that are you know backing him up and stuff. And that's Phil and that's his his cowboys and yeah. um they're all impressed with him. And uh, it turns out if you're not impressed by that sort of thing and you think that he's a danger. Uh, you'll you'll murder him. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. All right,
2: I think I think it's gonna win. I think it's between this and licorice, licorice pizza. And I haven't seen I, licorice it's the pizza. Only one I that I
1: haven't seen. Yeah, I try I to go. You know what? The
2: problem is it it plays at the movie theater, but it plays one
3: time, like at nine yeah. o'clock at night.
2: They're just they're yeah. just ridiculous the way they're laying these things out.
3: Yeah, I can't down. I can't say who I think will win. I haven't seen enough of them to even have an opinion. Some years I know there's a movie it may or may not win.
5: Yeah, like Crash. Uh,
3: well like Crash was a humongous piece of garbage and yeah. it won and also had that the really year where they had dance interpretations of each best picture nominee yeah. so really among the lowest but like Spotlight won in the 2016 Oscars and Spotlight is a really good movie it's not Mad Max Fury Road which it beat but it's a really good movie but I predicted last that last year I said Spotlight course, would win so I'm saying, yeah, I mean, it's, it makes sense that it won. I think but, Power I mean, the dog last is year, win. I think
2: it's going to, I win. think,
3: I think it will probably, win. but like last year, there was one clear movie to me that was the best movie. And that was promising young woman, but I didn't see all the nominees last year. And I certainly, I mean, I didn't see all the movies. Critics will see more than a hundred movies a year. We we're just not going to see all of them, especially with streaming and all this other stuff. So I think, I think I'm, I'm glad that I watched it. And I hope you guys uh, you know are glad that you took a look at it yeah. together too.
1: Can I say one thing about the Oscars? I will say that for over 20 years, I was correct about the writers, the script um, winners, for over 20 years. Now it's too screwy. There's too much politics in it. So you got to guess by politics. And I was also always right about the editors. And the Mm -hmm. way to guess is the, the film that wins best editor is strangely is the film that has the most editing. You know, I'm, and I'm somebody sure else pointed me out about um. I do this because I used to have pools all the time. Uh, you know, I'd have a hundred people in the Oscar pool. Drew was probably in some. I know Kelly. Right. And yeah. so you know, I used to have these pools with people from all over the country. And um, the one thing about cinematography, and it's usually been proven correct. Someone told me: watch the film that wins is the one that has the most outdoor shots. <laughs>
3: And that, like 1970. You know, and that sounds
1: stupid, <laughs> yeah. but it, it turns out usually to be true. Yeah, we're in a world. Well, the then the yeah. power
3: of the dog will win. Yeah, it should yeah. I No,
1: I, I think this one will win. I didn't
2: see the dog actually. in the mountains, by the way, Debbie. I don't know what the hell he was looking at.
3: Well, go go back and look at it. You'll see the what? shadow is the jaws of a dog. It's it's interesting. Okay. I literally stopped it and made the outline with a stick. I had
1: to
4: look around the dog's face. And there was the, the dog. In the, yeah, it in took the, you a long time to I,
0: see it. He had
5: a. Uh, Hey, before we end, I want to say something about the Oscars, two things, actually. I think the Oscars are irrelevant now because I think they pick movies that in their bubble they all enjoy and they tend to uh, they tend to they tend to have messages behind them. They all support as opposed to movies that people enjoy. And I want to talk about uh, box office for a second. The top five box office of the movies that were picked West Side Story, 36.7 million. King Richard, 14.9 million licorice pizza, 12.7, Nightmare Alley, 10.8, Belfast, 7.4. Spider-Man, No Way Home just crossed $1.8 billion. The reason why I bring it up a few years back, Black Panther, which was a good movie, was not an Oscar. It should not have been an Oscar contender. It wasn't that good, but they nominated it and they nominated it for a bunch of different reasons. But this is a movie that. With 10 movies being chosen, it was one that should have been picked. It was a, it was a, I mean, it was a great movie. Uh, it brought people back to the box office when people aren't going to the movie theater. And the fact that they skipped it is, is an absolute shame and they should have picked it. The other thing about the Oscar ceremony itself, and I am an unapologetic conservative, half the country doesn't watch anymore because all they do is get preached to. Every award show, and they're tired of it. And in the old days, one person would make some political statement like Marlon Brando or George C. Scott. But now every presenter gets up there and trashes half the country, and people don't want to see that anymore. They want the whole thing about the Oscars was. The escapism of seeing movie stars, right? And, and enjoying that people you don't, and Ralph, I think you brought up a great point. We see these people all the time. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're preaching all over the place as opposed to you see them in the movies and you see them at the Oscars. That's when you see these people. So I think that's really impacted. And frankly, I think they're aware of it because if you look at the ratings of not just the Oscars, but almost all the award shows, they're all heading south because people don't, they want to be entertained. They don't want to be preached to. And in their own little bubble, they all preach to each other. And I think I, that's I another reason. I think reason that's why... part
2: of it, but I also think nobody gives us crap about these, these award shows anymore. It's not about... nobody's. There's a lot of things not being watched. The Olympics aren't being watched either. Yeah,
5: Well, because well, well, it's in China? Well,
2: no, okay, there's that. No, a lot of people watch it regardless, but nobody's watching it. Nobody. Wa- this is not about...
3: I understand I, what you're saying. You watched the Super Bowl.
1: they
3: damn I right they did. Well, I think it's more about, as Ralph is, I think what you're, what you're and saying. And the conservatives all about, railed about that halftime
2: show too. They couldn't take yeah. it. Too much uh, of uh, sex. It's more about. It's more so about. But I'm talking about half the country.
3: Half the country. It's you know. I think it's more about the fracture of how we watch these. Yeah, movies that's true. Shows it's, shows. It's, that's that to true. Me yeah, the yeah. Biggest, wrote, that there's is, a lot of people. There's a lot of people who could say, "I don't want to watch the Oscars because I don't care what Meryl Streep thinks about the crisis in Syria or something." But the biggest reason those people don't watch the Oscars is the same reason a lot of people of all political stripes don't watch the Oscars, which is there's ten movies and I've seen two of them, but yeah. I've been totally watching this streaming show or these other movies right. or I'm sorry I watched book of Boba Fett or things like there's just, there's so much more. Well, we, there's more they, of what I said earlier, three channels. Movies have
1: lost or have been losing they their have. cultural relevance.
5: Yes. That's why Spider-Man, that's why Spider-Man should have been nominated.
2: I don't disagree Did you see I it, that. Drew? I think it should I have, have been no, nominated. You haven't I seen say,
5: it, I have not. I have not
3: seen that movie. A hundred percent. I will see that movie. I'm
5: um, not It, it the should
2: theater. have been on for the reason you're talking about, which is everybody loved it. It should have been on there for that. It should not win. Obviously, not win the best picture. No, no, that's but, not my point. But it, should but it, should it should have been on the list. It
5: should have been on the list. I don't think it should have been nominated. That. Titanic yeah. was on. Well, that's
3: yeah that fan won fan a fan few oscars look, when fan district fan nine fan when district nine was nominated i was thrilled because Excellent i thought movie. maybe more people will see that because that was one of those movies that i went to see in the theater that's not was that's yeah, more that's, and that's, better again, than i thought it was yeah, this, but spider-man got nominated i think for visual effects and sound uh, just one it was
5: nominated for one I think. just one and i mean yeah. that,
3: that movie look i mean you can say you don't like superhero movies you do like superhero movies there is something to the idea that listen everybody saw this movie that must mean something but then they start to toy around with what they did a couple years ago and i think they're going to do some version of it again let's have a people's favorite well that's bullshit, right i mean that's just silly if spider-man no way home is really a really good movie then there shouldn't be any shame in voting for it or wanting it but the biggest thing to me as i said right at the beginning the reason that i think the oscars are important is that maybe you haven't seen a movie that i really think should be seen and now you'll see it and that's not
2: that's the only thing like home. i want to see i want to see belfast i want to see these but you'll other see films it
5: on, you'll see it on streaming you won't go to the movie. no i, mean, I was I, just,
2: I, yeah. I, i'm telling you i went to look for licorice pizza and i really wanted to see power of the dog in the movie theater i didn't know it was just netflix only i might have gone out there for a little bit it was like out in the fall I, for you can't 10 find them i wanted to go licorice Peach is playing at 450 one time at some you know out of the way thing and i just uh it's just upsetting and i saw i went on my way to see west side story jesus Oh. i should not have stayed all. i you know told what? you i told you <laughs> i know but it's
3: i you know th- there's some anyway i'm I so disappointed see
4: side story
3: ah. yeah that's what i want to see absolutely that's, isn't that yeah you know, but everybody in that speaks russian and it's not translated so tra- <laughs> like it's puerto rican <laughs> so, I was kind of a point. lot I of american
2: I mean, we speak it. american here damn it what <laughs>
1: Was the Sorry, I ball. actually have to. Uh, I think that I was probably the best one I saw at the theater. Yeah, All you right. have to bolt. Right.
2: This this I'm went on way. This so. went on as long as the Oscars go on. It went on too long for oh. me. Being- oh, it's not that long. Listen, I want to
5: thank the
3: Academy
2: for play letting play the music. Me come on get them out of here.
3: Yes. Yes. Get right. them out. Play the music. See, See you All right. later, Chris. Hi, Chris. you again, Drew. You too, bud.
5: Have a good later. You too, guys. All right, we gotta get a. All right, let's wrap it up, Ralph. This is a long one. You know, can I can I say
3: something? I would like to recommend that everyone likes. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Wow, uh, I think it's worth your time. Uh, an hour and a half and later, I hope. Yeah. I hope that an hour and a half later, um, <laughs> that uh, you decided yes, it's time. This is only half the length of the assassination of.
5: Um, Jesse <laughs> This James episode deserved a
3: little forward. extra time, well, I think.
4: Drew, thanks to you. Thanks yeah. for coming back. Yeah,
3: Drew, yeah, it was fun to come back. Yeah, good yeah. to see you. If you guys want me to, if you guys. If you guys want me to come back sometime soon and bring the big country, um, <laughs> why be not? My pleasure, because that is a fabulous movie.
4: I think I remember really. that film, but I I'm not. Would you come back about for
1: that.
3: Once Upon a Time in the West? Oh, sure. That's a great movie. I'll come classic. back whenever you guys want me to come back. You want me All to right. come back every week? I'll come back. But and,
2: before, and- before we do that, we still have to no. do our round robin. So I don't know what we're going to do next week, but we'll figure it out. I thought we we're doing World War II
5: next week. That's not next yeah, week. I got to call, I call Eric. He's got
2: to call his son-in-law. I'm going
5: to be on the road next week. I'm going to do this broadcast on the road.
1: I'll oh, text wow. Eric today. Where
2: you
5: going, John? North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. For a job or for fun? Uh, no, for a job. Oh, I don't,
2: I don't yeah. know. Okay, good. All right, you can be able to broadcast from your hotel room. Is that? What I, to to I'm do? certainly going to try. All right, we'll do that. All right, so we'll try the round robin next week. If if we can get it. If not, we'll try something else. But Drew, thank you very much for jumping on. Yeah.
5: Good to see you, Drew. Thank you for having uh, me. Good my prediction is too. that
2: one's gonna win. See that will licorice pizza. That's my prediction right now. Well if it,
3: if it doesn't if it doesn't win, then I'm sure Jane Campion will make a very special rope for yeah, all of the I think, she <laughs> I
2: think she should. All right, everybody. Have a good week. John, we'll see you next week from whatever hotel room you're going to be in North Carolina. Right. We'll and, see ya. Uh, everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Have a, a great week. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.